Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So, um, wishing everyone a wonderful week and I hope that you've had a chance to think about and consider some of the things we talked about last time. And um, I want to kind of address something. Uh, It's really cool when people come up to me and, you know, will not only acknowledge the channel, but also ask questions. And um, I was asked uh, this past weekend, well, it was, you know, kind of a conversation about, you know, the practices and all those things. And so I was asked, how long does this take? Which is an awesome question. And I'm so grateful for the one who asked me, because the thing is, is that that's something, honestly, we really don't talk about a lot. And other than the need for patience, and it is, um, you know, it's important to be able to understand that these processes and these types of works, if they're really going to sink in, if they're really going to be a part of a life practice, as opposed to something that you occasionally dabble in, it's going to take time. And I wanted to address that because, uh, yeah, I've had people who have come up to me and to have taken my classes and, you know, because I do teach in person and, um, the question comes up, well, I tried it five times or I tried it a couple of days or I tried it this long and it didn't work. And a part of that is that one, you have to, you know, there's the idea of say an athlete who's learning how to, you know, do a particular sport in a particular way. There's a term called muscle memory and you have to be able to get your body conditioned to where it will respond automatically to what it is that you want to do. And here is my, my co-host Luna has shown up. And uh, for those of you who are listening in on blog talk radio, at least go over to the YouTube page so you can have a chance to see Luna. So, um, (laughs) yes, she always finds a way to wake up from her nap just in time as soon as she hears me talking. So, um, anyway, the idea that, you know, you want to try to get this work, not into so much as your physical muscle memory, although there is a part of it that, you know, incorporates our physical self, but this is about your energetic muscle memory. This is about conditioning your, your spiritual body, your energetic body to be able to initiate and, and call into, um, call into practice those things that it's normally not doing. So, um, I mean, as an example, meditation, sometimes when you start off meditating, it's, you know, I mean, you're lucky if you can get a couple of minutes of just quiet, before the crazy starts setting in again, before you start thinking of, oh my gosh, you know, did I do enough laundry or, you know, oh wow, I've got to go by the store and pick this up for all those things that are coming in. When you work up in a practice of meditation where you reach that spot of stillness, if that's the focus, we've talked about meditations before. And if you want to know more about meditations, then I would suggest checking in the playlist 
for last year's topics where we talked about a lot of different things and we covered meditation. So you can go back and reference that. But kind of in a nutshell, there are a lot of different ways to meditate. And just as an, taking an example of one of the forms of meditation that deal with stillness, it takes time to be able to work up to that. At first, you know, maybe you can just go a few minutes of stillness, then maybe five minutes, then 20 minutes, then an hour, then, you know, a couple of hours. And, you know, maybe it takes a long time for you to get to that place of, you know, just your meditative space, however you define it, where at first it may take a while. And then as the more you practice it, the easier it is for you to get into that space to the point where you can be, you know, in the middle of rush hour traffic and you can immediately call in that stillness, calm yourself down, go into your tranquil place. So working with empathy and especially, especially in working with earth energies, consider that those energies are conscious. And um, I was also having a discussion with someone about magic. The idea that if you consider that working with those types of energies, you're dealing with a consciousness. Well, that consciousness may say it's like, well, you know what? You need to prove yourself. You need to show me that you are disciplined enough and prepared to move into this space and to access what I have to give you. But I'm only going to give it to you if you show that you're mature enough to handle it and you're centered and grounded enough to deal with it. So when we're talking about managing empathy and the really challenging part about that is that you're going to end up with, you know, sort of a transition period. Because if you are, you know, currently an unmanaged empath, and, and I use that term very lovingly, it's not that you've done anything wrong, it's not that, you know, you have lacked anything, but it's just that awareness of empathy and bringing it into conscious control. If you are not someone who has been accustomed to putting your energy under conscious, your, or your empathy under conscious control, well, then it takes a while because it is a reflex. Empathy always being on is a reflex. So if you can, you know, just calm down and, you know, just go, okay, do I need my empathy in this moment? And then if not, to be able to gently just dial it down or after a while you get to the point where you can just shut it off. But until you reach that point, it's just that work. That's where breathing practices come in. One of my favorites to be able to just kind of as, as a reset is to take, you know, and we've talked about this one before too. Take a deep breath in for the count of four and then you hold it for a count of four. And when you exhale, you exhale for a count of eight. Now, you know, maybe you have a respiratory issue, maybe you can only take a deep breath for a count of two, that's fine. All you have to do is remember that the in-breath, the hold, are the same amount of time. The exhale is twice as many seconds as the inhale and the hold. So it's just like, you know, one, one, two. 
So what you want to do is, if not that one, choose another one, something that allows you to go into that, that state of mind and that state of being that allows you to, you know, create that separation, to create your eye of the storm. And that's also very much about flipping the switch. It's another video that I have, and it focuses on empathy as a conscious choice. So yeah, until you reach that point where, you know, your mind, I mean, because in your mind you're saying, okay, logically, I know that I can turn this off, but your energy is not accustomed to that. And it's body, mind, spirit. So, you know, if your your mind says, yes, I know this is conscious and I can turn it off, your body has a relationship with your empathy. Empathy can be a very physical experience because, you know, the body follows the emotions. And so when we're in a state of, of either, you know, consistent excitement or consistent, you know, anger or, or whatever that is, it creates a physical reaction in the body because those emotions create a chemical reaction. So, you know, we move from, from spirit into science that when you are responding to an emotion, it creates a chemical reaction. Hormones are released or adrenaline is released. And so if you change, uh, let's say if you're an empath who is around a lot of very agitated people, and there's always that constant edge and there's always that constant, you know, sense of, oh gosh, who's going to explode next or, you know, what's going to happen that creates an adre adrenaline surge that after a while your body will become accustomed to. So when you learn to shut the empathy off, what it's going to do is it's going to change. You're not going to go into that adrenal place and your body is going to miss that. So, and it may try to, you know, get that created in another way. So consider body, mind, and spirit. It's not just about changing your mind. And when I talk about spirit, um, you can consider that, you know, whatever your beliefs are and, you know, and, and, and I, if it works for you, I love it for you. And whatever it is that goes into that place of the, you know, your, your energetic being, if you would prefer to say energetic, then feel free to replace it with that word. But it's just basically what is not, you know, your, your critical thinking part or your body, the stuff that's left over. I, you know, I use the holistic term body, mind, spirit, but you use whatever it is that you have for that. But see, all three need to be modified in order for you to be able to go into that place of really being conscious and being comfortable and being able to initiate it very quickly. That takes work. It takes practice when you're working with connecting, you know, because, you know, as I said, you know, empathy goes in three ways. And the term I prefer is resonance because you are not just dealing with emotion. You're dealing with the energetic field of another being or, you know, of something else. Can inanimate objects have resonance? Yes, they can. So the idea that you are kind of setting aside the separation between self and non-self. 
which takes practice. It's, you know, in, in some traditions, people will study their whole lives. And that's the main thing I want to get to is that, you know, if you're in a rush to get to something or to get to a particular level or what you would want to have that particular level, you need to put in the patience that it'll take to be able to get there. I mean, sometimes it's baby steps. But the important thing is, is that it's the whole process. It's not about the destination. It's not about achieving what it is that, whatever it is that you believe you want your goal to be. Because I guarantee you, once you reach that, you're going to realize there's a whole bunch on the other side of it. That, you know, there is still more to learn. So I would encourage you to consider that this is a life practice. This is something that you're going to be doing your whole life. There will always be something new to learn. Once you reach a certain level, that's usually the point when, you know, we realize, hey, I, I've got a lot more that I need to do. Hey, Sam. So, you know, you can be able to say, you know, okay, you know, this is, you know, this is my first goal is to be able to sit quietly. Hey, Sam, come on. Come on, Sam. See, my dog, Sam, he's he's getting up there. He's getting up there in years, but he does like to sit on the couch next to me. And so, you know, when I'm sitting and, you know, recording, you know, he'll come up and he'll kind of look. But unfortunately, I am sitting on the end of the couch that he likes because, well, oh, well, you're just going to have to deal with it. So um, the idea that it takes a lot of reconditioning and retraining for us to be able to accept a new paradigm. And that's really what this is. It's a new paradigm. And I mean, for me, I have been so blessed to have been able to experience so many things in different countries and, you know, talking to and interacting with healers, having them share what they know with me, having me, you know, share what I know with them. And it is so awesome to be able to do that. And I understand that there's always going to be something else to learn. There's always going to be another level. You know, what I, you know, I stopped setting goals, you know, goals for myself. And honestly, I discourage setting goals. You know, now it's like, well, you know, by this time, you know, in a month, I want to be able to do this and do that. No, just enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. Because I guarantee you that, you know, once you reach the under, other end of it, there's going to be something else you're going to want. And you might look back and kind of wish that you had taken the time to enjoy the process a little bit more. This is a magical journey. And I mean, one that changed my life completely. And yes, I was once that, you know, that young person who, you know, well, young person well, yeah, I mean, you know, because like when I was even growing up, there was always that, wow, magic, it would be so cool if I could do this and do that. And then even as an adult, when I started my formal training, you know, I it was always something more I wanted. There was always, it's like, wow, that would be cool to do that ceremony or that would be cool to do that ceremony. And I finally have now reached the point where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. And some of it I'll be able to enjoy and some of it, 
you know, maybe it's not meant for me to experience at this point. I've become very trustful of spirit and, you know, how I term I use is creator. And I feel that I am guided along all this. So if there's something really cool, it's like, oh my gosh, I really want to do that. And everything starts stacking up against me doing it. Then I've learned to accept, you know what? Maybe I am not meant to do that right now. Or maybe I need to focus on something else. Trust in the process. Trust in the energies you're dealing with because they are conscious. And if you can learn to flow with them, then you can be able to really expand what it is that you're able to do. So, um, especially, like I said, when it comes to empathy, because we know what we feel, we know what we've always felt. Now you're going to have a chance to feel that in a different way, to intensify it, to make it consciousness, you know, or make it conscious, make it choice. And by doing that, you can, you know, fine tune it to like a laser precision to be able to use. And you feel it on so much more of an intense level. So consider that taking your time, really getting to know these works and these processes, because one of the biggest parts of it is it is an exploration of yourself. It's an exploration of who you are. Because, see, that's the big question for every empath. Who are you when there's nobody around you? Who are you when there's no one to, you know, reflect their energy? And yes, I know that it's, you know, especially at this time when it just seems like there's so much emotion, there's so much intensity, um, you know, things of a political nature, you know, I mean, whatever you believe, whoever you go with, whatever, great, wonderful, you know, good for you. And there is so much opposition. There's so much polarization and polarization can be a very, very hard thing for empaths because you might be standing there in between two people who are adamantly, adamantly set in their choices and they're debating and they're arguing back and forth. And as an empath, you're resonating with both. And then they turn around, look at you and say, hey, what do you think? And you don't have anything because you are completely absorbed in this internal battle over whose emotions are more intense because those are the ones you're going to resonate with the most. So if you sometimes find that during debates and things, when two, when people are debating and then you have to give your opinion, that it's difficult, that's why. Because you have not established your own autonomy so therefore, ultimately, you're going to go with whoever has the more intense energy because that's going to overpower the other. Now, once you become conscious, once you have choice about your empathy, I mean, in those situations, I turn empathy completely off. I do not need my empathy to offer an opinion. Now, that said, if I'm in a situation where it is not serving anything for, you know, there's this escalating 
intensity of emotion and, you know, and, and honestly, nobody is going to change anybody's opinion. So it just becomes this escalation of energy. I might use my em empathy in transmit mode and just go, you know what, guys, calm it down. Okay, people, let's, let's dial it down. My voice will get a little bit softer, yet a little bit firmer. And I will work from their energetic perspective, not to change their mind, never, ever, ever to change their mind, but to deescalate. But to, you know, it's like, does this really matter? Could we be talking about something more fun? And I might even bring up something that I know that they will both resonate with. And suddenly that's where the shift goes. Now, if they want to go and scream at each other over politics later on, great. But if in that moment I determine either maybe it's upsetting other people, maybe we're in a restaurant, maybe, you know, it's, it's a situation where, hey, come on, you know, we're supposed to be here having fun. That will be when I utilize it. But as far as just being in an environment of it, and if, if it's a situation where it really is no skin off, you know, my nose, whether or not they stand there and yell at each other, then fine, you know, it's, I don't need to engage energetically with it. And like I said, it's not about changing anybody's mind, but if there's a need to deescalate, empathy can be used for that. And, you know, and we will be talking more about that, about the transmission aspect, but I really want to get the other two aspects, the receiving and the scanning. You know, those will be the things that we're going to talk about first, because I want there to be a firm foundation in that before we start talking about affecting other people's energetic fields. And it may be that some folks want to just jump right to, it's like, okay, first, I want to be able to shut it off completely. And second, I want to be able to mold minds. And no, <laughs> if you want to do that with empathy, I'm sure you can find somebody else who can teach you. I will not, you know, because, and actually it, it's almost like there's a built-in fail-safe system because for someone to be able to reach that point where they can transmit and, and really transmit to the point where you're altering somebody's viewpoint in opposition to what they have, that takes a tremendously high level of discipline. That takes a tremendously high level of practice and focus. And most people who would have the tendency to want to do that usually don't want to invest the time necessary in order to reach that level. That, that can take over a decade to learn. And that is, you know, that only comes when you have reached a place of absolute balance with empathy. So... You know, it's, it's cool and it's wonderful to want to do things. It's great to want to do stuff. It's, you know, to have that idea of, wow, you know, I could do this and I could, you know, interact with, you know, plants and stones and the river and, and the trees and the wind and, you know, and all of this other stuff. It is wonderful to have a goal of being able to connect on that level because nature is an excellent teacher and, once you learn how to connect to it and feel that, then, you know, it's just, you know, it's something you can tap into at any time. And it's just an amazing sense of peace 
when you're able to connect with the natural world. And you can do it anywhere because the natural world does exist everywhere. There is some aspect of the natural world everywhere. So you can, at any time, you can tap into it to find that quiet space or to feel that connection to the earth itself. So just trust. Trust the process. Trust that if you're willing to practice, if you're willing to do the things that will allow you to deepen your connection and just consistently do them. I mean, this is like every day, you know, find a way to connect. Then you will be able to, you know, just exponentially grow. And the thing is, by the time you reach the point where you can do like all the really cool stuff, honestly, doing the really cool stuff won't matter. You'll be perfectly content just to move through life and do your thing and, you know, it, it takes time, but, you know, you eventually get there. I am tremendously content with everything I have and everything I am. And I know there's more. So, you know, that's the balance point you reach when you don't need it to happen in a minute. And you don't need everything today. Because you know that the journey that gets you there is going to actually be far much cooler than reaching the destination. And all that destination does is give you a starting point for your next level. So, thank you for joining me. And um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, please leave a comment uh, both in Blog Talk Radio and in... The, on YouTube, you can be able to leave comments. If you have questions that you would like me to address, I will. Uh, you can reach me through my Twitter page, and the link is in the description, as well as my Facebook page, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. It's a Facebook group. And on both of those, I post sort of a positive thought each morning. So check it out. You might enjoy it. And if you have your own positive thought, please feel free to post it. Uh, if you like this video, if it is helpful for you, and if you want to see more of it, then please subscribe and like the, like the video and please subscribe because that's helping the, um, the channel grow. And if you would like to support on a slightly higher level, there's a link to my Patreon account. And that way uh, you can help with both with uh, Blog Talk Radio and with YouTube where, you know, I can get better equipment and improve the quality, you know, to pr improve the audio and the video and all of that stuff. Because this is something I'm, I really, well, one, I enjoy it. And two, I really feel it's important because I want to empower empaths. You know, it's, this is our time. There is so much connection in the world that's possible. There is so much more. And I never want an empath to feel that they are helpless in the face of their gift because then it doesn't seem like a gift. It's, it seems like a burden. And I wouldn't want anybody to be burdened with their empathy or feel burdened by it. It's about empowering. It's about connecting. It's about resonating. But it should never be about being burdened. So, again, thank you for joining me. 
And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and take care.